Hey everyone, it's hard to believe that 2021 is nearly gone. Man, what a year it was. We had all sorts of things going on and David and I wanted to kind of put a bow on this year and talk a little bit about all the things that we saw in this past year and what we are looking forward to in 2022. So do yourself a favor, come listen to this very important episode as you get ready to put 2021 to bed. Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Hey, you're ready, Tess. I'm good. How are you doing? Great. You ready to talk today? Ready. Let's do it. I'm excited. This is, uh, we're, we're going to do something that most you know, shows usually do this time of year. And that is what talk about looking back on the last year. Yes. That's what we do. We're going to look back. So let's talk about it. All right. So in 20, so 2021, I guess, I guess I should start out and say was 20, how was 21, 2021 for you? It was interesting. It was an interesting year. It was an how interesting so? year. Um, well, you know, I think like a lot of people, we probably came into 2021, uh, hoping that we were coming out of something else. Right. You know, um, we've got uh, COVID, we've got political agendas, we've got worldwide chaos uh, going on. And I think, uh, you know, I mean, in 2020, the conversation was, you know, can't wait till this is over. We've got vaccines. Hopefully we'll eradicate this thing from the face of the earth and government's going to get their shit together. And, you know, um, uh, you know, new people in office, you know, and then uh, it, very interestingly is it took a turn for the worse. It didn't get better. Uh, it, I mean, things, there are things that got better, sure. but there are also things that got a lot worse and a lot more dangerous. So um, for me, it's been a, it's been a year of very interesting observation, um, both from a place of watching what's happening in the world and a place of helping my students and the people that, that we work with adapt to these changes and do well. And they're doing well. They're doing, yes, they are. they're doing very well. I mean, one of the things, regardless of the kind of change that takes place, change always brings about opportunity. So a big part of what we do here at Life Is Now is help people understand change, help them adapt to that change, help them step into growth, and then help them see the opportunities that are actually there uh, to expand their business, if they're in business, to expand their purpose, um, their own ideas about life and making their life better. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, there's people who listen to this podcast religiously and many of them have businesses. Some of them do not. Some right. people come here for very other reasons. But I, I do agree with you that this year, as far as what you've been able to do and what you've been able to accomplish, professionally speaking, it's really been quite impressive. I was just going through some of the numbers in our end of year data as far as the podcast is concerned. And over the course of this year, you know, you put out something like 160 episodes on this podcast alone. Is that alone. right? Is that how many? When, yeah, when year? you stop to think, that's pretty substantial. You know, we're usually coming into people's ears at least three times a week, sometimes sure. four. Um, you know, we've got over 600 
total episodes you've done since you started this way back in 2018 before the world sort of changed. So it's really cool to look back and see what you've been able to accomplish over the course of this year and what the show has meant to so many people. And I think it's, it has been, you know, when the year started out 2021, we were really, um, we were looking to put 2020 behind us from the standpoint of, you know, it was a weird year. I mean, the whole pandemic hit in March and we were basically quarantined for many months. We weren't on the road. You weren't speaking on stages. There was so many things that had to shift and change in your business. And you did that and you helped so many people, which led us into 2021 thinking we're just going to continue doing that. And you did from a professional standpoint, but when you look at what was going on in the world, you know, it was kind of funny because I was looking at, you know, 2021, the predictions at this time last year for what this year was going to be. And, you know, I kind of like to look at the Chinese Zodiacs because I'm kind of a nerd like that. <laughs> and they were talking about how, you know, it's going to be the year of the ox and the ox is going to bring both a stability and a calmness to the world. I think it's safe to say that that really didn't happen on either front. Somebody shot the ox. Yeah, I think somebody took the ox down because there wasn't a lot of stability. I mean, you think about it right out of the gate, way back in January of last year, is when the, you know, the Capitol insurrection and the riots took place up in D.C. and the storming of the Capitol building. You think about that as the way we started off the year. I I had forgotten a little bit about that that happened because I didn't really, I wasn't paying much attention to it. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to pretend like it didn't happen, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I wanted to, I wanted to bring that calm and stability to it. So I guess I buried my head in the sand, but it was the other piece to that, that I think is important is that they also predicted this year was going to provide great opportunities, like you just mentioned, and it was going to prov- provide economic prosperity. And the people who listen to this show and the people who are doing your programs and taking part in your weekly lessons, they are learning a great amount about that prosperity. And it just goes to show you in any environment, there's an opportunity there if you're willing to put the work in. Yeah. Yeah, there's no question. I don't know. Um, I don't know what the fuck happened to the ox, but the, the ox didn't. <laughs> he was not long for this world. No. Yeah, it did not show no, up. No, but you know the thing is, is that um, we're in a change like uh, none of us have ever seen before. Historically, we could go back and look at things um, that changed in some similar way, some similar ways, some ways not so similar. Uh, but we're in a time where people need to wake up. Uh, and not bury their head in the sand. Right. And I'm not saying that, I'm not criticizing you. Sure. Because, listen, my standpoint has always been kind of keep one ear to the ground, right? You need to know what's going on out there, but it's, number one, it's seductive, so you have to be careful there. Number two, most of it's bullshit, so you have to understand how to wade through what's true and what's not true. And the other thing is that, you don't want to subject yourself to constant fear because it's psychologically damaging. I mean, it just fucks with people's minds to no end. You know, it's kind of like, you know, in, in live events when we use the, um, the PowerPoint of the triangle. Correct. And you have a visual, an optical illusion, right? It's, it's fascinating because there's no triangle. I don't, I don't, I, so just for everybody that's listening, I'm not showing a picture of this uh, today, although sometime I probably could. Sure. There's this, there's this very famous optical illusion of a triangle. And the thing is, is that when you look at it, the truth is that there's no triangle on the board, okay? What's on the board is the suggestion of a triangle. And you might be thinking, well, how do you suggest a triangle? You put lines in the right place. 
And then because our mind has been exposed to that shape so many times, basically the imprints burned into the cells of our own thinking. And when we see it, our mind completes the picture. It's like, oh, this is a triangle. I don't need to think anymore. Boom, it puts the lines in the right place. And you visually see a triangle that's not there. And what's fascinating is that what I'll do with the PowerPoint is I'll make the, you know, you have that dissolve function right. on there and I'll make those lines that suggest the triangle dissolve. And when they dissolve, your mind no longer sees a triangle. It's like literally gone. And what's happening in our world is that for a long period of time, there has been the suggestion of fear. It's almost like the story, the, the boy who cried wolf thing, right? Um, we've heard for for decades, the world's going to fall apart. The left, the politically left's going to kill us. The politically right's going to kill us. Uh, white people are racist. Black people are whatever. I mean, like, I, it, it's just, it's labeling all these different people um, constantly insinuating that there's different agendas going on and everybody's after you and this is what's going to happen and you're bad and they're bad. And, and while there is always just little feathers of truth here and there and a lot of this stuff, the, the big tragic outcome that is always supposed to happen never does. So I think what we've experienced is that for so long, we've been told all these terrible things are going to happen. Bam, COVID happens. And as COVID happens, more and more people step into the fact that, there, that this is not one of those things that's an illusion that's going to go away. There's a reality to it. So people step into what we're being told because we're afraid. And we want, to, we want to be in control. We want to know how to handle it. We want to know how to take care of ourselves. And then ultimately, we want to make it go away. So we think the thing's starting to go away, and then bam, it's back again. But what also shows up is a lot of different information that's being suppressed, that's being hidden for whatever reason. I'm not even going to pretend to know what the reasons are because I don't think that most of them are valid. And the fact is we don't know what the truth is about why so much has been suppressed. But here's something that's very interesting that has happened. And I just did a, a, a podcast today um, with uh, the people that, that run Dark Horse, Dark Horse Podcast, uh, Brett Weinstein and Heather Hang. And th they're so amazing. They're just absolutely amazing individuals. And we had a fantastic conversation. And I asked... Of an interesting question on that podcast. I said, you know, the rest of the world, what's interesting is that there's other countries that are responding from a totalitarian perspective um, worse than we are. Not that we're not, we are. We're headed down that road and it's a dangerous road. But there's other countries that are deep into that road. You've got Australia, you've got New Zealand, you've got Italy, you've got different parts of Europe that are Western countries that are headed in this road. And I was, as I was thinking about the fact that they have really made a terrible turn in a wrong direction, in my opinion, but you see something different happening in those countries that we're not seeing here. What you're seeing is people taken to the streets in huge protest enormous pushback is happening. We're not seeing that here, right? 
We saw it here a bit when um, we had Black Lives Matter right. movement. We had d- different political agendas going on, different social agendas going on. But we don't see it happening with what's happening with the government right now, nor do we see it happening with the controversy that's going on with COVID. And I asked them this question. I said, the other countries that we're talking about that have, that have turned down this road, did they, were they experiencing the same kind of cancel culture that we have been experiencing even, uh, even before Trump came down the, the, the road? And they gave me some interesting answers on it, which I won't go in. Like you guys can, everybody can watch that podcast when we publish it. You'll, it'll, 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 it'll blow your socks off. It was absolutely fascinating. But so here's the thing, T. These other countries are pushing back. We're not doing shit right? Everybody's just sitting around. And the fact is, is that when I talk to people, it's almost as if they don't know. And it's like, wait a minute, how could you not know this? This is the most dangerous thing that we've ever experienced. And we're heading in an unbelievably dangerous direction, whether you agree with it or not. The fact is that we're headed that way. Why are we not having this pushback? And I was talking about this idea. I'm, I'm beginning to wonder if we have cried wolf so many times in this country with the projection idea that there are so many end-of-world events that are going to happen and it's the zombie apocalypse and they're going to eat us in the streets and all that shit. If people got to the point they were like, fuck off, I don't believe any of this bullshit anymore, nothing ever happens, you know, blah. And then when something does happen... Um, it's how do we get through it as fast as we can and immediately turn around. Like, you know, if you think about it, last June, everybody was done. Everybody oh, I thought was it like, was oh, over. this is over. Yeah, it's over. It's they over. were out in the That's world. It. We're going it's like back. it never even happened. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. It was yeah. like it never yeah, even it was happened. Yeah, it's like, oh, it was just, that was, a, that was a wacky six months, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. We're moving on. We're, that was a wacky year or whatever it was, a year and a half. Right, and then comes September, we're deep in it yeah. again. Right back. Right back. Right back there. Then all, you start to have the unveiling of all these crazy things that are going on with the vaccine and whether it's true or not. But, but again, it's as if nobody's paying any attention to what's going on. And they're, they're doing one thing after another to make us to conform to what the government says that we should be doing with no pushback. And this time it's real. This time we need to be concerned. So when you ask me, how's this year been? One of the things for me... It is that there's there's this sense inside of me going, this, I it's almost like your mind goes, I don't, I can't believe this is actually happening yet. It's happening, and we know that we need to do something, but people don't know what to do. So people are choosing to do nothing, which is the worst thing that we. Yeah, that's do. scary. Yeah, yeah, and and I I wholeheartedly you know. Unfortunately, oftentimes I am that person that says, well, I'm just one human being. What, what, what can I do about it? I don't tell anybody my political stance. I don't tell anybody my vaccine status. I don't tell really it's anybody. About it. it is personal. You're yeah. a personal guy. Yeah, correct. I think, but I do want to, you know, kind of reiterate the importance that we are as we move into 2022 here in just a few short days. You know, people are starting to push back, 
like even people within the government that are affiliated with the sitting party are now starting to push back on their own president. And it's turning some heads a little bit because you would think that party lines would be very clearly drawn. But there are some people that are saying what's going on right now is not what we signed up for, regardless who's on the top. So it'll be interesting to see as the year goes on, as these various variants start to take hold and more and more conversations happening and you've got the vaccinated versus the non-vaccinated and all these other things in our government. It'll be interesting to see what kind of, maybe the Ox will show up this year. Maybe the Ox will give us a party and be stability and calmness uh, that we desire. It is the year of the tiger. I think it's going to be, that That tells you a little bit that what it's going to be a fear. Mean? You know, I was looking for it. There wasn't really a ton of information out there on it, but we do know that a tiger is very majestic. It's very strong. Um, it's not a stable and a calming source like maybe an ox is, a powerhouse yeah. like the ox. But we shall see how it goes for those of you into astrology. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> there you go. Maybe. Maybe. But before we get too far away from this, I did want to talk about, you know, the interview you did do with Brett Weinstein and Heather Hang. That is coming out on Tuesday. So that will be coming out here just next week. Yeah, it's going to be January 4th, Tuesday, January 4th. So it's going to be our first Tuesday episode of the new year. Be sure and check that out. David had a great conversation with those two. They have some very interesting takes on on all the things that are going on, as well as talking about uh, their amazing book, The Hundred gatherer's guide uh i don't know the full title there yeah, so a hunter gatherer's guide to 21st century yes and that is a huge that was a huge book for you this year you absolutely devoured oh, that thing multiple yeah, times because you know it was interesting because the the thing for me is i've always been absolutely fascinated with where did we come from why are we here what is what is our purpose as human beings uh what is what is our future and the evolutionary perspective has always been very big for me in understanding what that is. What's fascinating about the book, what they did with their book was they took this information. So the story as I understand it, let me just back up for a second, is that when they, so they were both, they were both professors at Evergreen State University. And they're, as they were teaching, right, because they're, they're evolutionary biologists, which is fascinating. I wanted to be a biologist when I was a kid. I wanted to be a marine biologist, but I was also fascinated with the evolutionary principle. So they, they're teaching this, and they have amazing students, and their students are coming up to them, I guess, in private and saying, listen, I'm having problems with this, and I'm having problems with that, personal problems, issues in their personal life. And they began to teach them how to solve those problems and think about things through the evolutionary lens. They actually have something in the book uh, called the Evolutionary Toolkit. So when you guys get the book, you have to you have to check that out, the Evolutionary Toolkit. And the idea is to really learn how to think. So I'm gonna just gonna show a picture of this to the camera. Uh, this is, I have a hard copy of this book, a hardcover, but this is the audio version of this. I'll put it up for the, for the, camera. yeah, the title is the hunter gatherers guide to the 21st century evolution and the challenges of modern life. And this yes. just came out in September Yes, and you've gone through it multiple times multiple since times. then. Yeah. Multiple it really times. stood out to you. I've recommended it to people, yeah. the people I've recommended taught to on it, loved it. I've taught on it. Yeah. It's uh it's absolutely fantastic. And like you said on Tuesday, the, yeah. my, my, uh, but my, my interview with them came out, but we we also talked about, from a practical standpoint, what's actually happening in the world today, the horror of the things that people are putting blinders on 
And how does the book help someone think about what's going on? Because if we don't learn how to think about what we're experiencing, if we keep burying our head in the sand, we are going to wake up one day uh, to a world that not only do we not recognize, which it's getting there very quick, but one that we're ill-equipped to handle. And I wanted to know from them, how does evolution deal with this? Um, the answer that Brett gave me was astounding. And I'm not going to say what it was. You got to go back and, and listen to it in, in order to get that information. Uh, and yes, I'm teasing that out because I, I want you to really think about um, the, I, the, the, the perspective that they have through this magnificent education as to how to think in the world that we're currently living in. However, what I'm going back to what I was saying, if, if we don't change, if we don't learn how to think about what's going on, it's so terrifying for people that that's the alternative for them. They do bury their head in the sand because they don't know what to do with it. I mean, if you're scared out of your mind with, with COVID and the government and all these different things, the right, the left, the up, the down, if you're afraid of so many things that are happening because you don't know what to do with it, of course you're going to put your head in the sand, right? I mean, that's the obvious sure. thing that we're that we're going to do. But so let me ask you. So we've talked yeah. about me. We've talked yeah. about about Heather and Brett. Sure. How's this year been for you? I think for me this year, I, I'm someone who lives in constant fear around, not, not the virus. I'm not concerned about the virus. I'm more concerned about the division and the potential for conflict amongst ourselves. Civil war. Yeah. In a way, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if I'd go as far to call it a civil war, but we very well could get there if things were to continue. And that's why what happened in January of this past year with the Capitol riots, it just sort of, it sort of shone a light on me um, that, that said, you know, people are taking this very, very seriously and they're willing to desecrate a government building and possibly hurt people and drag people out by their hair without even giving it a second thought. So that scared me a little bit. But as the year went on, I think my frustrations around how we've been growing as a country, um, it's sort of like, um, I, I just recently was turned on to a new show, not a new show. It's been around for a while, but I watched the first episode. I happened to be on a plane recently and it was playing and it was, um, it's, it's a show called the newsroom and it was an HBO show. I believe I believe it came out in 2012. It's got uh, I'm Jeff, not familiar with yeah, this one. It's got Jeff Daniels in it, but it's 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 basically like a sort of like a CNN. You get the inner workings of a newsroom, and they dealt with topical content at the time. So they were actually the first few seasons, from what I've been told. Is it is it a, is it a show or a podcast? It's a show. It's, it's a, a show. television show. Yeah, but what the reason that what struck out me the most is that you know. Uh, Jeff Daniels, I God, I hope I got his name right. Yeah, I think uh -huh. that's his name. He's sitting up there and he's on a on a panel and he's he's basically this hotshot, you know, newsroom guy. He's an Anderson Cooper, we'll say. And the conversation in the pilot talks about America is not the greatest country in the world. Yeah. And when he was saying that last night, even though this was, you know, way back when it first came out in the early, you know, 2010s, 2012, whatever it was, it's actually true. 
where we sit now. I don't know that America is the greatest country. Now, I love it. It's my greatest country. However, when you look at the problems we're dealing with, you look at the mass amount of people who are leaving the workforce, you look at the amount of debt that our country carries, you look at the amount of debt that people carry, you look at the amount of or the lack thereof money that people have in their savings account Mm -hmm. and they're looking to be entitled. I feel like, and then not even getting into the socioeconomic things and the, you know, the, the varying degrees with which, you know, Black Lives Matter has affected this country and people who are struggling, um, you know, to make sense of this, this pandemic world. It, it kind of struck me in a way where I really, I'm not afraid for me, but I am afraid for my kids and the potential for their kids down the road. And we had a conversation when we were this, this past week, we were, you know, visiting family for the holidays and we had a conversation like it really has to be a discussion nowadays. If you want to even bring kids into this world, like my daughters, they are very loving and very caring and they would love to have children someday, but they're giving it a pause. I mean, granted they're only 20 and 18, but you know what I mean? They'd have to think about it long and hard because we don't have things figured out and we need competent people in the correct places to be able to figure that out, but it starts grassroots. So I guess for me, this year has been one of both triumph, you know, professionally, and personally, my family stayed healthy. We've grown our business. Yeah. We've done wonderful things. But at the same time, when I look at it as a whole, there are some worries and fears and doubts for what's to come. Will 22 have, see a seismic shift and get us back to where we were post-pandemic? I think if I were to say yes, I'd be naive. Yeah. It's going to take years and years yes. and years. But I do feel like, you know, us getting out on the road again, us hosting live events with people in person again, us getting a handle on these various variants. I told Steph that my greatest wish in 2022 is that COVID eventually just becomes the flu. Yes. That it's no longer, and, and that and not trying to be insensitive to people who have lost people. I've lost people as well. I've known people who have passed, not necessarily from the disease, but during this these last two years. And it may have been related to that. I don't know, but I want it to just be the flu so we can go about our business and do what we need to do to heal this country. Yeah. So I'll just add a couple of things to that. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think... Um, that we can get back to where we were. I think that that is it's a that, reset now. that's broken. It's gone. Uh, you can't put it back in the jar. So the I think that that if if people get stuck in the idea of how do we get back to where we were, they will not be able to move forward. I think we have to ask different questions. I think we need to learn what has changed that's permanent, and how do we adapt to this change, and how can we make it better than it was. Um, I personally don't want to go back to what we had. It was, it was, it was, it was all that, you know, it was like, uh, the telltale signs of a bad dream turning into a fucking nightmare, which it did. Right. And now we are in the middle of the nightmare and we can't seem to wake up from the damn thing. But you made a good point about the kids. I have kids that are at the age of starting families and they're not sure either, uh, right. you know, and, and it's a valid question. If I was, if I was a younger man ready to start a family, I think right now I would not have children. Yeah. And the reason is, is because I don't, I would not want to consciously bring children into a world that was filled with pain and suffering that they couldn't do anything about. Right. Like if I can imagine this, what it's got to be something like when people were, in the middle of the Nazi regime and you're like, well, should we have children? 
Uh, but look at the world around us, right? Do we want to bring kids into that? Not from the place, like there's also the selfish idea around that. I don't think it's selfish at all. It's a conscious choice to go, you know something, if I bring kids into this world right now and we don't even know how to adapt to this or have an idea what's going on, there's what are we going to teach them? How are we going to teach them to adapt? Because we haven't learned to adapt. We know how to adapt to the world that's no longer here, the one that you and I were raised in. Sure. But that world's fucking gone, gone. man. So it's now about we have to learn to adapt before we can teach it to a new generation. And then on the flip side of it, and Elon Musk was pointing this out, that actually the 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 rate of our population, the, the, the amount of people having children is dwindling so much, he believes that we're at a danger point, that that human beings have the uh, a possibility of going extinct if we do not boost the population back oh. up. Now, I don't I have no idea how he's calculating that information, what he thinks about it, where it's coming from, but I do know that you know, obviously if I mean j- just let's think about this for something. And it is a little unsettling to think about this. If we if there's one generation of individuals that don't have children, it we all go away. Right. Yeah, right? that's true. We all that- go away. You go from seven and a half billion people to nobody. Yeah. Right? If once those people get to the place where we they're past childbearing years, then we, unless we have the aid of science trying to help us overcome that error, human beings do run the risk of going extinct. Yeah. Well, that's that's evolutionary. That's an evolutionary conversation it in is. itself, right there. It like, is. could you it's imagine? The, yes, I want to talk yeah. to them about that. I want to have yeah. them back on again because you know, you, all we hear about is overpopulation. We need to stop. We need to limit the amount of people having children. There are you know the the people. There's more people being born than there are dying. And now, within a span of a few years, that is sort of changing the conversation of what may be, and who knows what the next five, ten, fifty, hundred years are going to bring. But that is definitely something that is probably entering into the conversation. It's fascinating. I love that you are the, you're the look forward guy here and I'm the look back. Like I'm the nostalgic, let's go back to the way it was. And when you said that you don't want to go back, it actually, for a moment, I was like, oh man, I kind of do. But then the more you talked, I'm like, yeah, why would I want to go back to a place where I'm not saying the wool was over my eyes, but I was living a fantasy. Like it was sort of a fantasy life. Everything seemed to be so great. Everything seemed to be working out. We were, you know, the, the, stock market was huge. The real estate was booming. Everybody was working the millions and millions of people, the job market, everything. And then all of a sudden something happened where adversity had to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. And you really saw quickly, especially in 2021, how people handle adversity. And that's a scary thing because we've gotten so, dare I say, complacent in how we go about our day to day. And by me and others out there listening who do bury their heads in the sand and pretend as if it doesn't happen, it doesn't help to serve anything. So it's a matter of really taking onus and taking stock about where to go from here. And I think we're, 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 we're a world uh, that's lost its sense of a direction from the perspective of purpose. We see people taking ideas um, and ideas that have very, very little, if any value to them whatsoever, and turning them into lifelong purposes. 
arguments, disagreements, um, uh, things that, uh, that, that we judge about other people. We've even, we've even gotten to the point where we look at sex as a social construct, gender as a social construct, and it's fine to have that debate, but when you turn it into your lifelong purpose, something is gone very awry here. Uh, because you can't change it. You know, Jordan Peterson pointed something out that was very interesting. And here's what he said. He said that if, if male and female genitalia was not used for sex or to reproduce, would it actually be considered a social, a social construct? Now think about that for a second. Mm. If it was just, because we don't talk about our hands right. or long hair versus short hair, right? It would be a, a mute issue. Yeah. Like it wouldn't even be an issue, right? <laughs> so, you know, my idea is that I totally believe that these issues exist with people and their gender and there's confusion and there might be uh, psychological issues and all that stuff. But when you start to take things like that and you start to make it not only your purpose in life to change people's ideas, but then you start going down the whole road of changing it from a legal aspect and a religious aspect, we're getting way off track of the things here that, that make the collective difference for everyone. And we can't get out of this nightmare that we've created by doing things like that. It's like we've turned the entire world into a reality show uh, and we forgot that it's a fucking reality show. Right? right, And now the problems that we've created are so dangerous that people are still thinking, oh, this is a fucking reality so show. You know, Yeah, they're and, waiting for the director to come in and yell cut. Exactly. And there's no cut. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, we have, we have got to wake up to the fact that we're in a very serious time that requires us to all dig a little deeper to learn how to think, to treat each other with love and respect. Yes. And to start looking for real solutions to our life. And like you said, maybe you can't change the world, but you can make a difference. I mean, you make a difference in our company. Sure. You make a difference in your family. And that's where it needs to start, yes. right? We need to start where we are with the people that we are involved with and screw our freaking heads back on right because yeah. it causes us to make decisions that aren't good. Yeah, it's got to be a grassroots effort and it has to start with you. That's right. Period. So, right. well, as people get ready to head off to their New Year's Eve parties tomorrow and are all excited for 2022 to come, maintain that optimism throughout the first part of the year. Start with the grassroots effort to make yourself the better version of yourself. And 22 will be better than 2021, will be better than 2020. We just keep moving forward. And I think that's what this is all about. Absolutely. So, well, hey, happy new year to you, David. Thanks happy for, new year. Uh, yeah, happy this is new great. Year, Absolutely. Love yeah, you. same to you. Absolutely. And I appreciate you. Yeah, let's uh, let's do this again on uh, next week. Okay. All right. <laughs> Well, there you have it. Happy New Year. I know all of you are getting ready to go out on your New Year's Eve celebrations. Be safe out there. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. 2021 was a very interesting year. It was uh, both good. It was bad. Uh, there was things that happened that we'll never forget. And 
you know, there's just a lot of things to be grateful for. And I think that's what that's what this look back, look forward sort of session was all about. So let us know in the comments down below how you plan to start with yourself and make 2022 a better year for you and yourself and for this wonderful, wonderful country that we all live in. Once again, Happy New Year to you, and we'll see you on the next Successful Mind Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.